0: our DT systems baby dog tested and dog tough we've got those soft mouth dummies now listen everybody knows that we need more bumpers. I'm not talking about one or two or three I'm talking about adding bumpers to your repertoire I like using white or black and white bumpers when I'm training my dogs for marks and even blinds you can get the orange ones I dig it but add a bunch to your repertoire and I'm again I'm not talking about three to six if you're working on T pattern if you're working on blinds and pattern blinds you need a bunch a dozen 18 the soft mouth dummies by dt can't be beat check them out lone dt difference let's go hashtag man's best kennel it's gunner kennels baby it's a kit we had Addison on the, the podcast, a phenomenal dude, always innovating our industry, and one of the things that he brought up is it's a kit. It's not just the kennel itself. You've got the Fan 2.0 for your summer, right? Like, it's hot out, we gotta keep that dog cool. In wintertime, you've got the all-weather kit. Keeps that poor body temperature in there so the dog doesn't have to work as hard to stay warm. They also have the magnetic door accessory that keeps that body temperature in there. And then the straps. Everybody thinks like, oh, just go to home depot and get the cheapo straps well listen they developed these straps so that basically you can lift a vw bug with the two straps so if you were to get in a car accident on the way to the duck blind or the training grounds that dog is going to be beyond strapped and stay safe check it out gunner kennels baby slide into the dms will hook you up have you wondered if you want to force touch your dog maybe you think your dog's too soft Maybe you're too nervous to screw, quote unquote, screw your dog up. Let me help you. I built a start to finish course with different dogs, different breeds, and different personalities from start to finish to show you how that you and your dog can do it successfully and easy. Jump in. Links in the description. We'd be happy to help you. Let's go. Let's set goals and get you and your dog where you want to be this duck season. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Lone Ducks, Gun Dog Chronicles, baby. We got a good episode coming at you. It is going to revolve a little bit of a dive into the art and questions amongst force fetch. The fetch that happens to be forced. FFs, some may say. And the course... That I've been working on for over two years, maybe not over, two years. It's about. About two years. It's not an exaggeration. Yeah. From editing, filming, recapping, re-editing, <laughs> refilming <adding>, filming <laughs> re-editing, figuring out how to put the course together to be most efficient and proper for everyone to watch and easy to use, da 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 Is launched today. So as you're tuning into this, today it's live. It is live. I'm super excited about this project. I'm super proud of this project. And it is going to be one of many, now that we've honed the skill set, You know, like the next one up is going to be collar conditioning. The next one up might be a deeper dive into stopping on a whistle and handling. The next one might be something else. I mean, it's going to be coursework to help you tackle some of the harder and more intricate and highly asked questions that we get basically daily. So this one is on force fetch. So today, on this episode, we're going to do a dive on it. But you know what we got to do first? Purina. From the duck blind to the holding blind. It's the food that fuels the truck Govlone duck. The big dogs eat that 30-20. I choose to feed the chicken blend, but I think their salmon blend for a lot of dogs is really, really great. They got that bison blend too, if you feel like getting fancy with it. We also feed our young dogs and the puppies the large breed puppy formula. It's a great product, great company, supports us, supports you from the duck blind to the holy blind. Next up, man's best kennel. You know what it is, baby. It's that Gunner. kennels i don't know i'm trying something different but it didn't work like i thought it would like i I look at kevin's eyes and he goes nah swinging a miss bud did you see that they launched a new product they've been crushing it on new stuff yeah they're doing everything as a company in r&d that's research and development for all you knuckleheads to promote and build and facilitate better products for our dogs safety well-being and for our sport but they just launched as of yesterday maybe two days ago a a door that like magnetizes to the outside of your gunner like to the outside of your regular door uh to insulate it for cold weather so they're like turning it into a cold weather gear sort of thing sweet it's pretty sweet yeah dude they're they're innovators of our, our just sport. smart so Gunner Kennels, man's best kennel. If you'd like to get into one before the holidays or or uh, want to push your significant other to splurge on you for this holiday season, hit us up in the DMs on Lone Dog. We'd be happy to help you out. Next up, make every dog exceptional. Why not? Why not? Dog to e-collars. It's in my back pocket. It's in my hand. It's on the dog's neck all day, every day while I work. Let's go! It's it. It is the best thing out there. It's dog tree collars. Next up, I got a little sinusy. It sounds sinusy. Mm. Bism. That one felt better. That felt better. I felt like I cleared it. <laughs> shoot or shoot, baby! That can't cartridge. Duck season is here. Go on, get you some, and and tell me you're not happy at the end of shooting that biz. Man. Next up, our good friends at Standing Stone Kennels, Ethan and Kat. Man, they're crushing it in every aspect of life and business and dog training, and their Standing Stone supply is no different. Anything you need to train a dog is there. So if you're looking for bumpers, if you're looking for launchers, if you're looking for collars, if you're looking for... Collars with your name tags on if you're looking for leads, if you're looking for puppy whelping supplies, if you're looking for chew toys, if you're looking for treats. I mean, I can't even go down the list enough to say they got it. You need it. It's there. Standingstonesupply.com. dot com. Next up. Sh- 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 smoke them if you got them. Burberry trigger grills. Rolling coal, as the rednecks say with the diesel trucks. I like to say, rolling that pellets. Nah, it doesn't have a ring to it. We'll ex it. But anyways, smoke them if you got them. Still rings true to this day. Traeger Grills, we rolled them today. Made a nice meal on the Traeger. Chicken, it was delightful. Put a little deer skis on it. Deer steaks, venison steaks, whatever you call it. My buddy Blaine calls them deer steaks. He doesn't want me hearing that venison. He thinks it's lame makes fun of me for calling it venison but anyways smoke them if you got them Traeger grills and lastly waypoint outdoor collective they keep us in tune with you and you in tune with us selfish plug real quick do us a favor if you enjoy the show if you enjoy our instagram if you enjoy our youtube if we've helped you at all like at all if one question was answered that helped you And if me and you were sitting at a bar and you go, Oh my goodness, you train hunting dogs. I've got a chocolate Labrador and it's doing this. And I helped you. You'd be like, you know what? Let me buy a bush light. That's all it is. It's patreon.com forward slash lone duck outfitters. You can join. You can be a part of our happy hours where we get on a zoom meeting and, and hang out and talk dogs and training and, high level, new, new folks, everything that you can think of. We just hang out every other week and BS talking dogs, helping others. We've got videos that aren't on YouTube. You get discounts on products and all that stuff. Like this is the place to be. Patreon.com forward slash Lone Duck Outfitters. And the holiday season is here. And so if you are looking for the hoodie, the hat, the t shirt, the what have yous, maybe an e-collar, maybe a winger, I don't know, whatever suits your suits you or floats your boat, so they say, Lone Again, you're just supporting the shirt. Oh man, this every you know, Jump on there, jump on Patreon, and just show your support. It means a lot to us, so thank you. All right, let's get into this, bad boy. So this is the uh, force fetch, baby. A little bit of force fetch, right? So it's it's uh, celebratory. So hold on, Kevin. Uh, I'm going to swing my mic over, get your beer. Oh, it's definitely mic. celebratory because... was that loud enough? Do it again. I mean... All right, <laughs> we just cheers. Because it's been now, a while. It took a while. I got to get gulp it. it. Sure. I don't want to interrupt. It took a while (sighs) to get here. It took a long time to get here. This was a uh, let's be honest, everyone. I'm gonna give you a backstory. So this just just tune in. Sit back. You relax. You deserve it. Them or me? Oh, they. Yeah, sit back and relax. They deserve it. Sit back and relax. And just listen to this story. When I started Lone Duck as a t-shirt and hat company traveling all over the country, selling gear out of the back of my truck, I thought of having an online course that took people from an eight-week-old puppy to a duck dog and a dog that can run blind. Fast forward 12 or 13 years, however long it's been, And by the way, 12 or 13 years ago, none of this had ever happened. There was no such thing as podcasts. There Mm. was no such thing as Instagram. Facebook was for college kids and not for grandmas and grandpas and businesses and advertising and everything. It was nothing. And this was an idea I had that we could build this course to teach people how to do it themselves. I I didn't back then I didn't even know how to do it like I know now right so it's a good thing I didn't teach it yeah that's a good point somebody should do this but my point you. was <laughs> At the back then I At thought the I was going to go to all the big wigs and say let me film you doing this teaching other people and I would just be like a facilitator if you will sure I'll be like the the mc of the okay. show the, producer yeah I would just facilitate this because I didn't have the skill set so fast forward I move south and I hit up you know Rhett who I worked for and I'm like why don't we do something like this and then boom our friend Freddie King who was on the episode maybe five or six episodes ago something like that I bet you so this is like seven or eight years ago when I Quit my day job and became a professional dog trainer. And uh, Freddie pops up with the retriever trainer. And we are, I can remember the moment he and I are sitting at the dinner table with another buddy of ours, Robert. And we're sitting there and they're like, it's now already been done. We don't want to do it. You're late. And I'm like, dang, I'm late. I'm out. Now, that's fine. If they didn't want to do it, that's cool. At that point in my career, I was not savvy enough or skilled enough to do it. And that's just being honest. We, how how do I want to put this? We now are in a world where everyone has an online course on how to build you a duck dog. You can get them free on YouTube. You can get them at our friends at Standing Stone Supply And, and, and Ethan and Kat, like, it is, there are courses to help you train your dog everywhere. It just is what it is. But everyone does it slightly different. Everyone has a lot of similarities. Um, there are some British methods out there that are like, like Barton is a good friend of ours at Southern Oak. Yeah, he got one. They got cornerstone gun dogs. Like we're big supporters of them and what they provide. It's a great tool for people and i am not trying to say mine's better than anyone's at all but i've force fetched hundreds hundreds if not tipping into the thousands of dogs maybe a thousand let's just say a thousand i think it's aggressive but i'm going to i bet it's close years. if you were to say about 8 I, years 100 dogs a year or so okay 800 800 Sure. a lot M- more than like oh yeah i've had three dogs in my life and i've you know right tons of dogs and tons of experiences Big ones, small ones mean ones easy ones soft ones hard ones clammy ones um dogs that test you talk like anything under the sun i feel like i'm now and, and caveat not arrogant i'm being humble with this comment I still love to learn about this process. So when I go in and watch someone else do it, whether they're done it for a month or done it, like I just, I like watching it. Cause like, maybe I can pick up one little nuance that they've done that you can say, I know a dog that I did one time that I bet you that would have helped me. Right. So this is a piece this is a course. It's a 120 minutes. I think we had seven different dogs in 11 different videos. Maybe 10, but 11 is ringing in my brain, Kevin. All different breeds from multiple Labrador Retrievers, a gold, two Golden Retrievers, an American Water Spaniel. I'm trying to think. That might be it. That might be it. We did the toe hitch method, but paired in, ear pinch. And if you if you rewind through our podcast to like episode 80 or something, 60. Something like we did a two-part series of how I do force fetch. And it's like probably two plus hours of me talking about force fetch from hold to the ground to collar to walking fetch to force to a pile we did ear pinch back then now i've moved to toe hitch which is a paracord that wraps around their forearm that goes around two toes that you apply pressure to and i've found it to be very um productive to say the least. And, you know, we just did so many different dogs. We, we put them in predicaments. You see dogs squeal. You see dogs flail. You see dogs balk. You see dogs try to get away. You see dogs do things that I think possibly your dog could do. And I still, in my heart of hearts, Kevin, believe that we could do a better job at other predicaments that people could fall under. I just can't manufacture it. Like, can you explain what you mean by that? Sure. So because I think I'm tracking you, but yeah. So basically what I think is if I do a hundred dogs on force fetch, 80 of them are going to kind of follow this line Well, and have little ups and downs, but overall, they're going to follow this process really well. 20 of them are not. And it's that 20 that I need to show you how to manage that situation. And so, amongst our group of dogs that we put through this course and put through this video series, you're going to see dogs that do things that your dog might do. They might vo- be vocal. They might flail. They might be clammy and clammy, meaning they, they clinch down their jaws and don't want to open up. Um, they may be soft. So many people reach out and say, my dog is super soft and sensitive. And I don't think force fetch is for them. That's wrong. That is not an excuse. Force fetch doesn't have to be tough. It just has to be a process where they learn how to turn off pressure to get the desired response and then learn how to succeed. And through that success, they build confidence. And through that success, they build this ability to learn. It is not about going and getting something and bringing it back to you. It is about learning how to comply, learning how to learn. And then that learning process is what we build the rest of their foundation and the rest of their training. So in this series, you're getting a clammy dog, a soft dog, a squealer, a dog. That's a little bit, um, his, his name is Bruce and he's in, in what is he doing? He's like, you know, we're doing walking fetch with him and it's his first day on the ground. Can I jump? He, I, do you remember? Would say yeah, but like I would say, without calling it some fancy word, stubborn. Like he's just kind of like, yeah, no, okay, he's, I'm with he's you. He's learning. He's trying to get it, but he's kind of hard headed, and you kind of gotta like almost you gotta make him do it. You gotta make him do it, and he can he can do it. He knows it, but he's like, like I don't know if I want to. Sure. And you kind of gotta work through that. But that, but it, like I've rewatched this stuff so many times, dude. And and actually. If I'm going to keep critiquing myself on this series, there are parts where I say, like, he's being stubborn like you are. He's being stubborn. He's slower uh, with it. He's that. And I'm like, and meanwhile, what I want everybody to understand if they decide to jump on this course is I'm in the moment. I'm doing it. I'm trying to feed to the camera. I'm trying to feed to the listener. I'm trying to teach and I'm trying to force fetch which is kind of hard to do. Usually you're just in the moment reacting to the dog and reacting to every instantaneous thing that they're doing and read the situation and boom, 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 boom. And so I'm trying to do that. Well, look at the camera and and explain what's going on. And so there are a couple of times as I'm rewatching this where I'm like, you're not, I think I said the word like he's not giving me effort. And I ended up think I, I put in blurbs like this could possibly be lack of effort, or this could be learning. The dog just may not have fully grasped what I'm asking of it, and therefore it's learning, not lacking effort. So there, like, in it, there's just so many pieces of force fetch that are a fun, cool, and and important aspect of our training that build again, the blocks of a dog that understands pressure, understands success, understands how to grow and develop that, you know, you've got to manage those things. So long story short, um, I believe in my heart that we did the best we could to show you what could happen with your dog, how to work through it, methodologies, psychology, the re- like the reasons why we do it. And let's talk about that. So actually we were talking with Blaine a little bit earlier. <laughs> yeah. And he was kidding around about this dog he's got named Molly. It's his new personal dog. That's like eight months old, seven months old. And she's through, she's going through force fetch. And he was kidding around saying like, oh, Molly, you love bringing me a duck. Why do I need to force fetch you? You love, and he's like goofing around with us, sending us videos. And she does. She brings a duck and hands it to him in his hand. Why do I need to force fetch? My dog goes and gets a bumper, goes and gets a duck. And brings it all the way to me, and I take it. Why do I need a forest fetch? Oh, what a question! What a comment! What a like thought pondering. It's scenario, but it's something that people ask us on the regular basis. Yeah. The reason we force-fetch is not to get them to deliver to hand. The reason we force-fetch is to teach the dog how to learn. In the process of that, they learn how to deliver to hand. So, let me say it again. The process of force fetch is teaching a dog how to learn. And in that process, they learn how to deliver to hand. So if they already know how to deliver to hand, that's great. But when the going gets tough, and this is what I mean by the going gets tough. The water's too cold. The brush is too thick retrieve is too far they're tired they're stressed they're nervous it's not fun anymore that was a really long retrieve and you just shot another one and I'm tired it's, it's when the going gets tough that the tough keeps going and we're teaching that dog that no matter what They've got to go and do it. It's it's about their, like, it is fun. Retrieving is fun. It should be fun. I'm down with being fun. I want it to be fun. I want them to have fun. I want them to look like they're having fun. I don't want them to feel like they got to. But they got to. Right? And so when you get them to a point where you can find that, where you can find that breaking point. Okay, Kevin, this is a timestamp timestamp. I I have been. Okay. (laughs) When, thank you. When you get to a breaking point and the going gets tough, this training is what pushes them past it. And then because they've got this force fetch and they've got this, I don't feel like it. I don't want to, but I have to. And then they're successful in doing it. Confidence through the roof, man. And then they learn. All I got to do is these minuscule things that maybe I didn't feel like, maybe I was too nervous about. Maybe I was scared of, maybe it was too cold. Maybe it was too far. And then little by little, by little, by little, by little, you get this dog is like, nothing is too far. Nothing is too nervous. Nothing is too scary. Nothing is too much for me. I can do it all. And you've got my back. You're also going to be the enforcer if I need to, but you've got my back. And you're gonna cheer me on when I do the right way. And and that to me, when you've got force fetch, and coll- collar conditioning is a big part of this too. Collar, collar stuff, and I'm gonna digress here for a second, but collar has that negative connotation of like you're using a stimulation and you're putting pressure on a dog, and da-da-da-da-da. Let me tell you, when a dog is fully collar conditioned, they are way more confident in and badass than a dog who's not. Well, they overcome an obstacle. But then then they understand the world and how to be successful in that world to navigate that world in a way that is appropriate. And so they blossom and they become more confident. When you do that with force fetch, they blossom and be more confident. They may not look like that week three. They may not look like that week seven. They may not look like that two months from now. When they have a bobble and you've got to apply that, hey, uh, you don't want to, but you've got to. And But it's the process, believing in the process, trusting the process that I promise you they're going to have that light bulb moment go off and boom. Oh, my gosh. This is what it's all about? I'm in. And you see them just skyrocket to the next to then literally to the next level and you can grow that and you can build that relationship. You can build that trust. You can build that discipline. You can build that foundation upon it, but a strong collar conditioning and a strong force fetch give you the foundation to make it happen. So if you want to take a second before you choose to dive into this course, I would encourage you to go back to our podcast episodes. Just looked it up. It is episode 43 and episode 44. In 20, uh, oh, look at this. Uh, One, two, three years ago. Three years ago, almost exactly. Three years ago. Like on the nose, exactly. Three years ago, we did a two part podcast series. So, episode 43 and 44, you said. Three years and two days ago. Wow yeah timely you can go back and listen to it get an understanding kevin what is the website for the for slash video it is loan podia p-o-d-i-a dot com slash well it's lone podia. com, and you'll see our course overview what you you get like a little welcome intro to see what it is see if this is the right fit for you Get to see what an end dog looks like like you you can read about each step in the process what you get out of that video what you get out of all of this stuff and again it's and it oh, hold on excuse me it doesn't stop so like you don't just watch it and you can't watch it again this is like oh, as yeah. if you were to buy a dvd like a dog training dvd right this is uh this is like you can come back two months from now eight months from now three years from now with your next dog, you own this. So it's not like a one and done, right? Um, you own it and you can come back to it years and years from now to watch it and revisit it and move on along that. There's going to be other courses that we add to it, That you know, through via the podcast and Instagram, you'll, you'll be aware of, but the kicker is this is the number one asked question. My dog drops the duck. My dog doesn't bring it all the way to me. My dog plays with the bumper on the way back. My dog is hard mouthed. My dog um, pulls at the feathers of the duck. My dog won't pick up a duck. My dog is scared won't of pick ducks. up a pheasant. My won't dog, up, yeah. it, it, like name the things that your dog does and doesn't do in the retrieve. And in essence, and if you tell me I did force fetch, and it still does A, B, C, and D. This is still a course that would help you break down maybe where you missed a step. So it goes from hold. I'm going to break it down real quick for yeah. everybody. Hold, which for me is three to five days. And actually in our example, the one dog was like that day. Because every dog's different because every dog's different and then we were filming so it's like you know what let's see what happens but long story short she like figured out hold really easily but i don't do it for 2 weeks hold is one you know a couple days they stop chomping spitting rolling fighting they just in relax having the paint roller in their mouth then we apply toe hitch pressure and we show you what that means we show you how to put it on a dog, what it should look like. We show you a few dogs that have different personalities amongst that toe hitch pressure. Then we teach you from there how to get them with the toe hitch pressure to pick it up, you know, in the air, on the ground, in the ground, meaning the table. So they're working up and down the table with the toe hitch pressure. Then we have one where it's like, hey, if you don't want to do a force fetch table and you want to do ear pinch, here's how you would do it. And so we, we kind of walk you through a little bit quicker, but we walk you through the process of an ear pinch method. Then we go to ear uh, toe hitch overlaid with e So you're applying toe pressure with collar pressure and getting the dog to comply and do X, Y, and Z. And actually it's one of my dogs that I thought in the video was going to be like, this one's about done. We're going to the next step. And I showed you how she failed and said, and, and so instead of like, Hey, next, next step, we're taking this dog to the ground. It's like, because she did this, this, and this, I don't feel comfortable To take her to the ground. I pull another dog out. Boom, 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 boom. Yup. He's ready. Let's go to the ground. And then we apply it in the field doing bumper marks and bird marks. So literally going from a, a six month old puppy who doesn't know hold to an eight month old puppy who is almost steady retrieving to hand and delivering ducks to hand on a dog stand, off a dog stand and not dropping, not mouthing nice delivery. And it's just as best as I could do it. So you mentioned something earlier of like, well, everybody has a different way of doing it. There's always one more, you know, one way to skin a cat, whatever. But people always ask like, how do you do it? yeah exactly like and this is like, my okay, method well, like you're you're in my barn you're at my forest fetch table you're with my client dogs and personal dogs working through this right you're it's worth watching it's it, it's worth watching i think what what i well, also and the other kicker i'm sorry to interrupt you yeah. but the price point like if you were to send me your dog like if you're a listener and you're like <laughs> bob is... i want bob owens to train my dog uh, I'm not big on math, everybody, but this is like one tenth, something like that, yeah, or 120, I think it's one 20th of what I would charge you to do your dog. And so it's in the grand scheme of things, it's 120 minutes. It's like a couple bucks a minute for you to learn how I do it, see how I do it, be a part of it, and then we have resources for you to ask me questions to jump in there and say, yeah it's you're doing a good a job bucks a minute yeah that's man, man, yeah all i'm saying is at the grand scheme of things we think we did it right i hope you all to do it right yeah i hope you all if you're in the mix of it if you're a professional dog trainer and want another um way to do it or or just see come of, some of the nuances how i do it things that people have taught me over the years that have helped me like, I, all right, let me give an example. I like that there is there is a good amount of like, ooh, here's a pro tip. Check this out. Yeah. Little moments, you know. All right. So here's one. I'm going to give you a pro tip right now. I had one dog back in the day. I forget his name. Black. <laughs> whatever, dude. I forget a half their name. Sparky. Names. Black Lab male. About 90 something pounds big son of a gun whiskey whiskey the big dog Mm, it wasn't a whiskey but i don't know i haven't had too many whiskeys not tonight at least buzzing um anyways i forget the dog's name long story short he -hmm. was hard-mouthed he came to me hard-mouthed he came to me quote-unquote force-fetched wow yeah and I had to fix it all. And I pulled every trick out of the book. And I had an old timer from Louisiana, a good friend of mine who comes up here during the summers, watch me doing it. And I'm like, I need your help, man. Like anything you can do to help me get this dog to, I almost said the F word, but the force fetch to FF this ff effort. He's just being, I mean, I can't get him to stop crushing anything I put in his mouth. And I think it was because of mismanaged pressure from the owner. But I also think he was so excited to grab something that that excitement and anticipation and ferocity for going and doing it, that he would just crunch. So long story short, he showed me a trick that I show you in the series to just manipulate it. And, 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 and I use it on almost every single dog now, even if they're not hard mouth. It just helps get them to relax and get them to think about something else. And it's like a little 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 tidbit. It's not hard. It's not rocket science. It's just something that someone showed me that worked. And now, instead of just doing it on one dog, I do it out of seven out of eight or, you know, one out of five that day need this. And so it's, it's just a beautiful thing to have the experience that I've had lucky enough that I've had to work with a bunch of different people that have shown me a bunch of different little tips and tricks and nuances. And then my, my luck of training a bunch of dogs and different personalities and problem solving to get to a process that I can now share with you over the last few years of development. I just hope you enjoy it. So I'm sorry that we rambled. It's, it seems like, I feel like I did a big ass sales pitch for it, but it's mainly because I'm excited and it's such a monster question that people have. It's such a divisive thing that people are like, should I or shouldn't I? My dog's too soft. My dog can't do this. I don't really know. It's two or three years old. Da da. It's like it's still a it's it, it's not just about bringing the duck back. No. It's about everything. And so I think no matter what dog you have, I can force fetch a damn pit bull. I don't care. I don't care what breed it is. I don't care at all helps lay such a foundation for learning, building complex decision-making skills that your ability to train that dog to the next level is so much greater. And it doesn't matter whether you're chasing ribbons, chasing pheasant, chasing ducks. It's just the thing to do. So I hope you check out lone duck dot podia P-O-D-I-A.com. P is in paul o as in owens d is in lone d d is in duck mm, okay. i is an igloo and a is an a ho <laughs> <laughs> lone duck dot podia dot com and see what you think and see what you think see if it helps your dog And then I want to hear your feedback. I truly believe that everyone who tunes into this podcast and follows us on Instagram and all that jazz is a part of our community and part of our, our buddy system. And will give us the feedback that we need and deserve. And in order to make it better or tweak things or answer questions of amongst it. So please check it out. Please, if you do check it out, give us your feedback. And uh, I hope that the course that we put out that we're proud of helps you and your dog. That's the main goal. So, com for the Force Fetch video and episode 43 and 44 of the podcast to maybe kick you off Get you excited, get you tuned up, get you mentally prepared, order it up, and go. It's winter time. duck season's almost done, or like, well, not really. It's kind of halfway through, but like, what a great time for your winter goal to get force fetched on. So, cheers, everybody. Thank you for tuning into this episode. What a Christmas gift. Yeah. You know what? If you say, you know what, wifey or hubby, I want to learn how to do this. Have them ordered up for you. Um, We appreciate it very much. We'll see you in the next episode. Hey, do me a solid. If you enjoy the show, if you enjoy our Instagram, if we've helped you at all, join patreon.com forward slash Lone Duck Outfitters. If you do it before September of 2023, you're going to enter to win a hunt with me and Kevin and a bunch of other Patreon members down in Missouri. We're going to smack some ducks, have some fun, do a seminar with our dogs, and have a great time. But jump into patreon.com forward slash Lone Duck Outfitters. Links in the description and join the community that helps me help you help your dog. I'm